With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler, on AWNR.us. Show begins now. What's up, arm wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. It's Friday night, and we got a live show here in the Ormond Beach studios for you guys. Exciting! It's been three weeks since uh, I've been able to do a show. I've been super busy with work and just life in general. So I got. A couple exciting announcements to make tonight uh, with some of the up-and-coming shows, but I'm really excited about tonight's show. We got a special guest live here in the Ormond Beach studio that I'm going to talk to in a few minutes, but first I want to give a shout-out to a few of our sponsors. Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for Life. Guys, exciting show tonight. Live in the studio, Yannick Kouya is with us. What's up, Yannick? Uh, not much. Just uh, chilling. Chilling, man. We're beat up, exhausted. We just spent about two hours training on the table, and then we just got a bite to eat, and we're bringing you a live show. Uh, Yannick's all the way from Canada, man. Made the trip down to uh, Florida. Kind of surprised me. Hit me up uh, a couple days ago, and uh, we scheduled a good uh, good little training. I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but I am beat up. Oh, I feel pretty <laughs> good, Good practice. Yeah, man. So, uh I got to ask you, man, uh, tell our listeners out there uh, how you got involved in the sport, um, how you got ex- exactly started in uh, the world of arm wrestling. I got started in the world of arm wrestling uh, uh, through uh, Phil Stopper and, and Gary Goodrich. I was actually working out at uh, a gym, Good Life, in, uh, back home. And uh, he asked me to go to a tournament called Mike Gould's Classic. And uh, that's where everything started and began. 
Now, Mike Gould Classic, I mean, everybody out there knows how intense and how big of a tournament that was. I mean, being your first tournament, you pulled the amateurs. I mean, how did you do in a, in a big event like that? Um, well, at the time, I had no idea how big Mike Gould's Classic really was in the arm wrestling uh, nation. Uh, but uh, entering the amateur class, I was able to finish off third first wow. time. So what was that experience like, man? I mean, you're you're in a big event like that. I know you didn't know the uh, you know the extent of the event, how uh, the magnitude was at that level of competition. Did you stick around and watch some of the other matchups with the pro events? I definitely stuck around and watched the matchups with the pro events. I, I got really lucky actually. It was uh, Travis Badgett, um, Devin Lorette, and uh, and um, Mike Gould and Earl Wilson. Um, the list goes on of guys that were competing that day, um, and uh, just just in Dryland Rush was unbelievable to uh, be able to take part of something so big. So, what did you think of like the first arm wrestling event? You know, you're competing, you're training. Um, you know, everybody kind of knows how to arm wrestle, but when you're on that stage, you know, even at the amateur level, you're on a table for the first time. I mean. Was that something it, it took a little while to get used to? And then after that tournament, was that something that you kind of wanted to inspire to be better at? Well, uh, I'm a very competitive person, and uh, I always, you know, from as a little kid, as like one of my heroes, cartoon heroes, was He-Man. So I just always wanted to be as strong as possible. Um, so when I went to this tournament and got to pull, um, I realized what a rush, how much I enjoy it. Um, it, it, it's almost too hard to explain the, the, mm-hmm. the euphoria I was getting at the table. So after that happened, you got to bug a little bit, found out what arm wrestling was really like, got to see some of the best guys out there, like you said, Bajan, you know, um, Michael Gould, all those great guys out there competing, Devin Laird. What, what, um, what was uh, the next move for you as far as did you start training with the team? Did you get you know, into arm wrestling a little bit more? At, at that time, I uh, started. I, well, I was there with Phil Stopper, and I actually got a privilege to train with a really good group of guys um, right off the get-go. Uh, so I, I got uh, Gary Goodrich and Phil Stopper, Earl Wilson, Craig Mitchell, all started to come out to uh, to practices all together, and we got to train once a week usually for a good two hours. Now, what's, what was practice like for you? I mean, you know, it's totally different. I mean, like I was telling you, it's like, you know, you cannot replace this. I mean, I spent, you know, like we were talking at dinner, it's like I spent too much time, I think, training off the table, and I, I get overtrained. When you're on the table and you're able to put that effort in, what was that like for you as far as uh, the feeling? Was it different, um, you know, from the weight training that you normally were doing? Oh, it was way different than any weight training I've ever done. I, when I first got into arm wrestling, there was – I've done lots of sports, rugby, wrestling, football, soccer. There's no pain like I felt getting into arm wrestling, just just the agonizing aches and pains that were – that were there is just unbelievable after practices. I remember not even being able to hold the steering wheel on the rides home. Yeah, I can relate to that, man. I mean, you know, it took a few years to be able to get used to, uh, you know, being able to pull and stuff. Now, do you still have those kind of pains, um, you know, being in the sport for six years now? Um, Those aches and pains have uh, faded out of the deep tenant tissue pain. Um, It took about six months to a year to work past work past that now it's more of a heavy uh 
muscle fatigue, uh, drainage, you know, after um, tournaments, heavy tournaments, I, I feel the deep tissue pain every once in a while, but um, we've got to train really hard and really deep to get those deep pains again. So what, what do you what do you do as far as the recovery, man? When you know you're you're sore from practice, do you do anything uh, specified for healing and stuff? Well, I'm still trying to figure that that out. Um, what's the best to have quick recoveries? But um, I find uploading on a lot of fish oils, high proteins, and just getting back into the gym the following day or the day after, and doing very light weights, very high reps to get blood flow back into the muscle and the deep tissues. So when you say deep tissue, you're talking about not the normal massage. You're talking about like really getting in there and hitting those tendons. Uh, just uh, just letting the, the deep tissues, getting blood flow to the deep tissues from doing light exercises. So getting blood pumped to the uh, to the exterior muscles, which I believe you get the blood flow returned to the tendons. So six years in the sport. I mean, take us back to uh, you went pro. You, pr- you you know you pulled as an amateur. You got lots of experience. What was it like, you know, finally making that, you know, jump into the pro categories? It, it was a, it was a big step. It was a, it was, you know, you know, you think you're doing well in the amateur, and then you step into the pro, and then the light, the light, the green light goes off again. You're like, wow, you're back at the starting blocks again. Um, it's just like you're, like it's all new. Now, do you think like people spend? A little bit too long. I mean, we were talking about this over dinner. You know, you you start winning all these amateur events, and you're really not learning as much because you can spend a lot of time just out muscling some guys that might have poor technique. Do you think uh, once you get to that stage where you're winning events in the amateur that it's time to move on to the pro class so that you know we always say that losing is learning. Well, I, I think you learn a lot more from losing a match than you do from winning continuously. Um, you know, I think it's important to move forward and, and try to take on bigger obstacles and step forward instead of spending time uh, at a lower ca- ca- category and just winning all the time because you're not you're not achieving anything from that. You're not getting a chance to move forward, take new experiences on, learn first. Now, to practice with me who are you training with i mean what who are the guys that you uh you're, you're spending a lot of time on the table with i spent a lot of time on the table with uh, the toronto arm crushers mike ghoul and i also spent a lot of time on the table with earl wilson and the sega beach bad boys um from back home now would you say they're, they're a big uh boost in your career and how you've been pulling i definitely wouldn't be here without earl wilson and mike gould today and craig mitchell now you talked about a little bit about Gary Goodrich. Was that an influence uh, when you first started pulling? It was a very big influence, especially him being a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, just the big draw, um, knowing that he's been a world champion several times over, beat some of the best guys out there over and over again. Now, since you've been pulling, I mean, what's been some of your highlights, man, so far in your career? If you could take back uh, some of the matchups, maybe an event you won or whatever. What would you say, I mean, we talked earlier about your trip over to Poland. I mean, that sounded like it was a really uh, ecstatic event for you. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about that trip and also what would be like one of your most uh, memorable moments in arm wrestling so far. Uh, One of my, well, 
my trip to Poland was was phenomenal. Um, actually, I had a, I was invited to a wedding to Europe, and it happened to be in the hometown town of uh, Igor Mizarenko, um, and I actually got to train at Zwolle uh, Tour, and it was an experience of a lifetime. I've never been treated with so much hospitality. I've never learned so much um, from an experienced arm wrestler as I did from Igor in such a short frame of time. So, competing-wise, I mean, how how was your experience? I mean, how did you do? Um, what was it like being over there, pulling against some of the top European guys? A lot of times, people don't get that experience, especially yeah. young in their career, as you would. Well, when I went to the world, I was pretty much two years into the sport. Um, and when I went in there, um, I was lucky that I had no power. Um, but just seeing the level of these guys' technique and power all combined together, it was it was, again... A green light went off. It was another eye opener on how you have to change the level of practice, um, how you have to go upon things, how much more of a sport you need to to look at it as, um, you know, how you need to specify in the in the weight training and also how much more important that table time really is. Now, I mean, with that experience, was that something that kind of like motivated you to to be on top of the sport? You know, going to the world championships, I've had some guests on, Todd Hutchings, Bob Brown, I mean, even Robert Baxter is always talking about, you know, that going to the world championships, it's such a, uh, you know, a team effort. I mean, you get together with some great people. I mean, you know, you get to pull against some of the great European pullers. You take advantage of that that spectrum of the sport. You know, take advantage of that, that time, you know, to just soak it all in. Was that something that kind of, maybe elevated you to the next level in the sport? Well, it definitely. It was just a hurrah to, to go to the Worlds, that like being at a at that level of competition, um, that kind of magnitude, that kind of excitement, that kind of rush, adrenaline, energy. Um, it's, it's, you, you just want to go back to it every time. It's, it's, it's a rush. Um, it just makes you want to dig to try to be the best, at least the best you can be. Now, that experience, finished up with the World Championships, came back to Canada. I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about some of the highlights in your career so far. Um, some of the highlights I've had in my career is uh, is pulling, uh, was enjoying pulling Dave Shea in a super match at an arm melter. Um, another really huge, huge uh, highlight in my career was Robert Baxter at the UAL 9. Getting getting to be the opening uh, bout there. Um, that was just another rush and great experience. Um, you know, there's so many so many moments. It's so hard to focus on mm-hmm. on individual oh, ones. Absolutely. Yeah, Dave Shea, man, up and coming arm wrestler. You know, big uh, big props to him. I know he's listening out there. And, um, you know, Robert Baxter, I mean, he's just a man's man. I mean, he's just a great, great human being and a great uh, mentor in the sport. So, uh, you know, it's it's really, you know, must be amazing to be able to, you know, compete with those guys and uh, be a part of those uh, <clears throat> those uh, moments in the sport. You know, speaking of moments in the sport, you know, you came down, you got a week away, super match. Um, I don't know, what's that guy's name again? Evan. Evan, that's it. Forget about that guy. It's been a year since we pulled. Uh, he cheated. Oh no, he didn't cheat. <laughs> I got a. He got lucky. Uh, I lost fair and square, uh, as you can see by the 
hair on my chinny chin chin. But um, you know, we talked about it. We pulled today. I pulled Evan. You know, last year pulling you today. I'm not really at a hundred percent, but I feel pretty good. You know, I'm really happy with the progress I'm making with my right. Uh, no pains. I mean, we really. You know, that was really the first really beating I took in about seven eight months. Um, after, you know, talking to you and seeing what you got going on, the game plan, um, I'm real confident to say that you're going to smoke Evan 3-0, um, you know, and, um, and that's just the way it is because, uh, you know, I know what this feels like, I know what your hook feels like, uh, and I know what your hand feels like, and I think that you're going to be more dimensional in your style of pulling him. But, you know, there's some guys out there, you know, mainly – you know, fans of each each you know each guy out there saying this is going to happen, this is going to happen. In your mind, at your stage right now, um, and you guys are pulling left and right, so I never pulled uh, you know Evan left-handed, so I can't make a great analogy of that. I mean, I pulled you today, and your left feels great, um, but right-handed, I, I definitely think you got it in the bag. But you know, coming into this match, we're a week out. Evan's kind of on a hot streak winning some events. He's got that arm melter belt. I mean, how would you see this matchup going down in your eyes? In my eyes, I'm very confident going in with the right. I I think uh, Evan's going to be in for a rude awakening when it comes for the right. Um, Now, when we're talking about the left, I think it's going to be a battle. Um, I'm sure Evan feels the opposite about the left, but I don't think he's expecting my left to be what it is today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he has been on a hot streak. I, I'm coming out from a loss against Alex Paquette, um, who's another new up-and-comer at the age of 22, amazing puller. Um, my hat's down to him. But going back to Evan, I, you know, I'm more than positive that Evan's going to be not having that gold around his waist anymore after I'm done with him. Wow, so the belt is going to be disappearing. So I guess he'll have to change his profile picture a little bit and maybe put a, put a different picture up. Um, you know... All joking aside, I mean, you prepared for this matchup. I mean, mentally focused. I know Evan can kind of get underneath your skin if you let him a little bit. But, uh, you know, have you done something any different um, in your prep for uh, for this matchup? I, I've done a lot of different things for my prep in this matchup. Um, and I don't really want to get into them because I don't want to mm-hmm. open up. Um, but as far as training goes, I mean, have you been putting in a little more time? Have you been studying tapes on Evan? Have you done a little bit things differently as far as the training goes without giving out your, you know, the secrets? Yeah, I, I, have, I have a good idea of Evan's pulling styles. Unless he's really changed um, his ways, which I don't think he has um, from what I've seen, on certain ways he wants to pull, I, I think he's going to be surprised. So you heard it here, man. That uh, it's going to be a battle. And that's when is that? Next Saturday. Where's well, tell our listeners where that's going to be at? It's going to be in Peterborough at the Tank House. It's going to be August second. It's going to be a, a great show, and it's all coming down on the arm melter. So after this matchup, you know, we were talking earlier. A lot of stuff is going on. I mean, you know, we were talking earlier. PAL blowing up. I'm looking at the schedule right now. We've got so many great events. I'm very excited about the events coming up. Uh, we got the Europa um, Arnold Classic. I heard that might be something going on there. Also, uh, to be a PAL, um, maybe a qualifier, not 100% sure yet. Haven't seen that on the list of uh, matchups or schedules that I'm looking at. Everything starts off June for, uh, 11th. 
But you were talking about maybe hitting that July 16th uh, event in PA. I mean, is that something that will be next on the list for you? WAL's got some stuff going on. 2016 just seems to be blowing up with all kinds of options as far as an arm wrestler goes. So not overlooking Evan, but after that matchup, what would be next? Well, you, I'm in a split decision uh, right now. Um, I'm looking at uh, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania for a WAL tournament, which I'm debating, but I'm also really strongly debating about the PAL mm-hmm. on July 16th um, in Pennsylvania as well. So I got a lot of thinking and uh, soul searching to do in which direction I really want to go. Um, there's so many amazing things happening in the sport today. It's, it, it's a really tough decision to make. So I just got to sit back and think hard to see what's the best decision for me. Um, right now, I'm weighing a little bit more to the PAL um, um, for certain reasons. I, I, I really love their uh, game plan and what they're trying to do and push that direction, but I can't take anything away from the wall because because they're, they're, they're sure pushing it forward and they've done amazing things to this date. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just great to see uh, a couple different options out there. Arm wrestling's just blowing up. 2016 is just going to be off the chain. And, uh, you know, do you feel as a Canadian arm wrestler that you can get overlooked because a lot of great guys are in Canada? They Do you think they have to travel across the border to these bigger events in North America? I mean, in the United States, like PAL, WAL. I mean, you got the Gold Classic, but, you know, you're talking about this up-and-coming guy that you lost to. What was his name again? Alex Paquette. Yeah, and, you know, it's hard unless you're an arm wrestling guru to, to really search for these guys out there. I mean, do you think that, you know, being in Canada, you know, and not, you know, you have to get out there to get your name? I, I truly believe you do got to get out there to get your name. Um, I believe Ontario and Quebec has some of the toughest pullers in the world, and a lot of them are hidden in the shadows mm-hmm. that haven't even come out of the woodworks yet. So um, to, to, to get out in the world rankings, you really, really got to step into the States and even travel to Europe if you, if you can do that. But to start getting on the North American rankings, I think, is a big deal. And the only way to do that is to travel across the border. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, it seems like that's the case, you know, because you get a lot of great Canadian arm wrestlers out there. And, and then all of a sudden, you you know, you see a, like an Alan Ford out there or, you know, the, the, big, uh, the big guy... Um, uh, forget, now I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you see all these guys out there that are on, you know, these teams. They're great pullers. And, you know, unless you're catching these matches on Facebook or YouTube to be able to see, um, you know, who these guys are, um, you know, it's really tough, you know, unless you make that breakthrough. But I totally agree with you. There's so many great pullers out in Ontario. And especially where you're at, you can travel a few hours and you can train with, you know, so many great teams out there. So, you know, that's the uh, the advantage of, uh, you know, being where you're at. And then also the disadvantage of being where you're at is you need to get out there in the mainstream so people can see who you are. Yes, I agree with you totally there. Um you know, it, it, it's hard to get out of the shadows um, out of a lot of pullers. Um, there's definitely uh, a lot of strong followings. Um, but, you know, I believe hard work and dedication will eventually line a path to where I want to get.
And my mistake, I was having a brain fart, but I was talking about the Grippler and all these other great, great competitors out there. I'm a little exhausted from tonight's training, but uh, a little brain fart. But uh, yeah, so, you know, with those guys, they got to make it across to be known and compete, you know, at that level. And, uh, you know, it's great that these great events are coming up. I mean, what's your whole take on seeing the PAL, seeing the WAL, now you're seeing it on TV? I mean, does that excite you as an arm wrestler to see all this exposure well, out there? Well, it excites. Like, what big, what bigger and better thing do you want to be than, you know, I was always dreamed to be a professional sports player to be mm-hmm. seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been a nice dream to maybe one day maybe, you know, be able to get paid for for doing something you love in sports yeah. other than, you know, go work and doing the grind and the regular six, yeah. five, six day a week work schedule. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, you know, the, I think the PAL and the WAL is great competition. They're going to be feeding each other for sure. No, absolutely, man. And, and like you said, just to get some notoriety out there, we all put in our time for training, you know, and it gives the, you know, the, the public out there, uh, a broad spectrum of how we work and, and, and what's going on so that people can respect the athletes in the sport of arm wrestling instead of just, you know, having this stigma of it's just a couple guys arm wrestling in a bar and blah, blah, blah. And now you really be able to, uh, to be treated like a real athlete, like we should be treated. I mean, it's, it's great exposure. So, um, you know, I'm really happy with, uh, what's going on. And, and with that said, I want to make a big announcement, like I said, uh, on the show this Wednesday, you're not going to want to miss this. We're going to have Igor Mazarenko and Peter Mills. That's right, Igor and Peter Mills will be on from the PAL, and they're going to be talking about what's going on and uh, really breaking down what's going to be happening with the PAL. So next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you don't want to miss that show. It's going to be super exciting and I'm really looking forward to having those two guys on, really spreading this, uh, you know, great, great new league of arm wrestling, super matches. I mean, it's just going to be insane. And, uh, you know, we got the WAL um, last qualifier um, coming up. Brandon Morris is uh, going to be putting on that qualifier again. Um, that's going to be April 9th um, here in um, Orlando, Avita, Florida. That's going to be another great event. Um, You know, we're just going to have great, great events. And then on the 29th and 30th, like I said earlier, we got the Europa, one of my favorite tournaments, uh, going to be here. I mean, you know, arm wrestling is just, you know, blowing up, and we got some really, really great events. And uh, Janice, before I let you go, man, what would you like to tell Evan? I thought he was going to call in. He... He messaged me a little bit earlier, and we weren't planning on doing a live show. And then we got kind of training a little late, and by the time you know we ate and stuff, I said, "Hey, man, let's do it at ten live." And uh, I don't know if he he must have fell out. Maybe he fell asleep. Maybe he had too many drinks. He was training too hard. I don't know. But is there something you'd like to tell Evan before we wrap this up? Well, all I'm going to tell Evan is that he needs to get his ego out of his ass and be ready on the, on, on the second of April. Well, you heard it, man. Evan, get your ego out of your ass and be ready because the Polish hammer is coming. All right, guys, just want to thank you once again for joining us. I want to thank my guest, man, for making the stop in here and, and beating my arms up and uh, making me feel like a 12-year-old. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to listen to any of the past shows, you can download them on iTunes. Just uh, go to Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. And remember, Wednesday night, Peter Mills and Igor Mazarenko will be joining me 9 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm Craig Subalier, and I'm out of here. You have been listening to a broadcast of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. If you tuned in halfway through the show, you can download the entire episode on iTunes today. Just go to iTunes and search Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Visit us on Facebook for updates, photos, and direct links to the show at awnr.us. Arm Wrestling Nation Radio will put you over the top. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.